0: Hello, this is Pam with the PERT Plan Podcast. Welcome. If you're new to the podcast, please check on the first podcast to learn what the PERT Plan is all about, or click on my website for more information about who I am at www.pamlichfordcounseling.com. So the PERT Plan is an acronym for thinking about things that are PERT, pure, excellent, right, and true. And PLAN stands for praiseworthy, lovely, admirable, and noble. And it's based on a Bible verse, Philippians 4.8. So here's your joke from quickfunnyjokes.com. So since it's summer and a lot of you are taking vacations, this might be the joke for you. Question, where do pencils go for vacation? Pennsylvania. Shout out to my college roommate in Pennsylvania. Uh, So welcome to the fourth life skill. So let's review for a little bit. Previously, we focused on the number one life skill, which is understanding that everything that happens to you is not always about you. And these life skills are based on an article in Psychology Today entitled Lessons You Won't Learn in School by Jenna Pencott. So the second life skill was focusing on other people without dwelling on how they view you. The third life skill was realizing that you don't have to act the way you feel even when you feel your feelings are just all over your face. And it talked about using the skill of self-distancing. So today's life skill is what I call reframe it. And this is being able to reframe and manage disappointment and adversity. So what is reframing and when is it used? Reframing is using your mind to give your situation a new look. So imagine taking an old picture in an old outdated frame and putting the old picture into a newer, modern, and more updated frame. Let me give another non-counseling example. So when a house appraiser examines a house to determine the value, they are looking at the house, examining it, sizing it up, comparing it to other houses in the area. They may ask, does it have crown molding? Are the windows old or new? How is the heat and air unit? Do the shingles need replacing? Hopefully, the house is not a disaster that needs to be torn down. Most houses have good features, maybe some bad features, but probably nothing that Chip and Joanna Gaines on Fixer Upper can't tackle and overcome. Wow, they really have a gift for seeing something new, seeing valuable old features, or using the old in a new way. I have have not yet seen them say, just tear that dump down. And I can think of at least one house that was featured on that show that I would have considered getting in a backhoe and tearing it down and starting completely fresh. I would have then been using what we call catastrophizing and not appreciating even the tiniest good thing, like maybe some old hardwood floors. Jenna in this article from Psychology Today wrote that resilient people give themselves room to see their shortfalls as a learning opportunity. Resilient people. Those that sometimes go through difficult situations, but they come out okay on the other side. They believe that failures happen, but it does not define them. And resiliency is elusive. How can some people go through trauma and you would never know it? And how do some people fall apart when they get a hangnail? Well, we're all able to handle stress at different levels, but having what Jenna writes as mental fortitude can be cultivated. That's encouraging, isn't it? Jenna wrote that if you go for a job interview and you don't get the job, it's a disappointment, but hopefully you don't feel your life is over. Throwing a, a dud party is not a reason to get depressed. Getting to work late and getting yelled at by your boss is not a reason to throw up your hands and quit. Just as toddlers throw fits because they lack the language to articulate what they want, they lack the inability to handle the emotions they're feeling, and because they don't have the life experience to know that not getting that toy or candy is not going to be the end of them. But we too have to move from acting like toddlers to being a grown-up. It takes difficult circumstances and tests to practice our ability to tolerate distress Sometimes we fail, and sometimes we pass with flying colors. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Bad times are temporary. Feelings change. The cruddy situation you are in may not define you. So what can you do to help yourself when you're challenged by life? The self-distancing tool I talked about on the last podcast is helpful. And according to the author Jenna, it can improve your mood and bolster resilience the self-distancing. Ethan Cross from the Emotional and Self-Control Lab at the University of Michigan recommends that you refer to yourself in the second person and you ask and answer questions to yourself. So consider asking yourself what was within your control in a situation and what could you have done differently or better. Ask yourself what advice you would give a friend in the same situation. Consider whether what happened to you is going to affect you in a day, a week, a month, or a year. Doing this self-distancing actually engages your prefrontal cortex, which is your logical thinking area of the brain. And the self-distancing calms down your amygdala, which is the emotional part of your brain. I've heard someone call that area of your brain your lizard brain or your monkey brain, the part that can just go wild on you you can work to calm yourself down with breathing and literally speaking out loud to yourself. So try it and let me know how it works for you. So with that, let's get some deep breathing going on. What I'd like for you to do is if you're able to close your eyes and get in a comfortable position, then do so. But if you're driving, please keep those peepers open. So some tips for this. I want you to breathe in and out through your nose with your mouth closed. And if you want to exhale through your mouth, that's fine. But be sure and breathe in through your nose with your mouth closed. I also want, um, I don't want you breathing with your chest going up and down. So remember to try to inhale and make your stomach go out. And then exhale and make that tummy suck back in like babies do when they're sleeping. Big, deep breaths. I'm going to count for you while you breathe in and out. and We'll do about six or seven breaths. Okay, Ready? So breathe in, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in two three four five six, breathe out two three four five six. Breathe in two three four five six. Breathe out two three four five six. Breathe in two three four five six Breathe out two three four five six. Last time, Breathe in two three four five six. Breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. Now you can continue with this deep breathing or stop, but I know we've probably both got to go. So try to add in a few breathing sessions into your day in order to calm the body and recenter your day. Now go and be PERT. And if you have thoughts about the podcast, please email me at thepertplan at gmail.com and I'll talk to you next time on The PERT Plan.